Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Raisin Bran? You got to put Raisin Bran up there. Everybody knows it. It's Mike Shope. Listen, get your own stupid old dying person team and, and choose your own cereals. And the Bulldog. I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. That cereal is soggy. You reach into the fridge for the milk and open the lid on the milk to pour it in there, and that crap is already soggy. I am untethered, and my rage knows no bounds. <laughs> That's a problem. Oh. That's a problem for a cereal, I, oh, I, I, I think. problem. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. Did you see that, and I'm guessing you didn't, there are Cinnamon Toast Crunch taco shells. <laughs> now... Uh, no, I did, no, I have not. Uh, what? No, I've not. I've not, I've not, not seen that. I, I did. I think it was real. I, I, I did. Uh, a Bills fan, friend of mine, guy who's uh, maybe pretty well known within the fan base, played played in my foursome at the WGR. Remember the WGR golf tournament? Played in my foursome at the WGR golf tournament a few times. I saw pictures on social media this weekend of him making what he said was a mix that he got in the store that was Cinnamon Toast Crunch Pancakes. Sure. That makes a little more sense. Like, that's a that's a cinnamony. That, that taco shells, I'm not sure I I'm not sure I want to get there. It's the sugar that would be the problem. Yeah. The cinnamon with, like, taco seasoning could be perfect. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I think to drop a little cinnamon in mm. foods like that when I make them. Mm. Interesting. But... Yeah, like coating on a taco shell. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work for me. Once again, uh, I don't want to apologize for the levity, but it might seem out of place. We're certainly aware of and have been talking about giving some updates on the shooting in Kansas City. News Radio 930 WBEN, as Zach mentioned, with continuing coverage, if you want the very latest, there was just a press conference from a police captain and the mayor as well, um, saying it seemed exactly what you would expect, how horrendous, horrific an act this is. And, you know, you know everything that gets said uh, in in moments like these. Not to say there isn't, it you know, be said. useful updates and information uh, that you can find at WBEN today. Um, I was thinking of mentioning this with football having ended, you've got the NHL and you've got NBA college basketball, baseball is starting soon. One other sporting event and not the Scotties, but yes, the Scotties (laughs) I want to mention is what they call the sixes at the premier lacrosse league. That starts tonight, eh? 
It starts in about 20 minutes. Yeah. ESPN2 has the first game. I I wanted I want this to be a usable idea for other sports leagues, but I'm I'm not sure it is. They take so they have it might be my son will be mad I don't know exactly. Uh nine teams I think last year were in this league, maybe it's 10 now. And the top 4 in the regular season qualify for this off-season tournament. I'm sure there's an incentive. I don't know what it is or even really what those guys make. But I'm sure there's an incentive to finishing in the top four regular season. The top four regular season teams in that league, the Premier Lacrosse League, play this week and into into Monday. The finals are on Monday in what they call the sixes, which is more, it's indoors. It's more what the Bandits NLL League games look like. Um but there's no face-offs. In, in NLL, they have, they'll have face-offs after goals. This one, you just take it out. It's like basket out in basketball. And is the sixes because that's the number of players yep. each, each side has? Okay. So no long poles, no D-men. You know, traditional with the long poles in lacrosse, um, like in field. They don't have that. But some of those guys who will play in this are D-pole players. They're just playing with the short stick. And my son and I went to it last year. It was nine games. We went to every game. And it was really not only fun to watch, but just like impressive how they do it. Um, it's sort of a great vibe, and everybody's really accessible. So if you like lacrosse and maybe you don't know that there's this off-season tournament, some of the guys I'm, I'm sure who are playing – oh, I'd not, I shouldn't say I'm sure because maybe they're it's contractually not allowed. I, I guess I don't know. Um, that play in the in the NLL would play in this. A lot of the guys play both, like Dane Smith and Josh Byrne of the Bandits play in the PLL for the chaos. By the way, in the in the spring and summer, or I guess right. almost all summer. But with the NLL season ongoing right now, right. maybe those guys aren't there for for this tournament. Right, but it's fun to watch, and it's you know maybe you have uh, you have room for it now. There's two two games tonight and Friday. There's an All Star game. The women on Saturday plays out until Monday. A lot of it's on ESPN Plus, but. This first game and then Friday's first game are on ESPN two. The second time in a, in a, in three days or so or two days because yesterday was the day I saw the thing about the the, the uh, curling, and then today I saw this. One of the first things I saw this morning was an ESPN tweet about uh, this this what you're talking about. And so two times in two days, like I I should tag Mike. In I've this, got something for Mike. I figured you, you probably knew anyway. But yeah, there's your ESPN Plus subscription coming home for you. Oh. I have not figured out I, – I, I guess I think the answer is no because I haven't figured it out. If I can use ESPN Plus on the on the website, is it the same as Insider? Because it has a little plus, you know, if I want to read Bill Barnwell breakdown yeah, 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 stuff, yeah. sometimes it, it's like a paywall thing. And I, does that come with ESPN Plus? Yes, you get all that, yeah. Really? In fact, yeah. Like the uh, that content, yeah. Okay. In fact, today – there was, uh, in order to find Field Field Yates's mock draft, this was kind of funny. It was annoying to me. Uh, you know, first word, first world problems, right? Um, I, I saw his mock draft on Twitter, clicked on it. It wanted me to log in. I didn't know the login, and my device didn't know the login, and I couldn't get in. And so I went instead to the ESPN app where I am logged in, and just there was Field Yates's mock draft. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't even notice then. That I guess I must be logged in because I read it like it was nothing. Okay, yeah. so that was a paywall thing. It was on Twitter. 
Okay. It, it, it said I needed to log in to see. Okay. You know, it had like the first pick there, and then it, you know, subscriber login. I'm like, okay. I'm a subscriber. I don't know. And I just couldn't get in that way. Even, actually, I did, my, my device did know the password now that I think about it. And, but for some reason, I just couldn't access it, and I just went to the, their own app, and I found it. No problem. So. so you probably liked that mock draft. I, I made notes. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, I, I, what, what, what was my process? Um, my process was start at the top, start counting wide receivers, and see how many are gone by the time the Bills get there. And the, the first two or three were maybe in the top ten, I think. Maybe Adunze was ten. Maybe. And then there wasn't another receiver picked until the Bills at 28, and they got um, uh, the, the 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 other guy, the the other LSU guy, Brian uh, Thomas. Brian Thomas Jr. Thank you. Mm. Uh, and I, I was like, okay, I like that. I'm here. Good. <laughs> I would take that. Six four. Great program. Strength and toughness. I'm reading. Field stretcher. Hmm. I it, it, it slowly. <laughs> it's I know it's going to be so interesting. Just like the the other positions. So in this particular mock draft, Field Yates of ESPN, no receivers went between eleven and twenty seven. And of course, there will be teams in there where you think you know you can make an argument that they should. Like he had the Steelers taking Bo Nix in this mock draft, and I don't know. Still too early to really speak with any confidence, but I feel like now the momentum is Justin Fields or right. if, they, if they make a trade or Kirk Cousins and free agency or something. Yeah, right. A veteran. They're not. They're not going to draft Bo Nix. No. And so, one thing to break down here is like, so how many teams in this draft would you consider to be in the wide receiver market if you're hell bent on a receiver in the first round? The number of it works both ways. I mean, the number of good-looking prospects for day two, while you could make the argument to wait because of it, so could all the other teams, and they pick most of them pick before you. So you might win out because those teams between ten and twenty-eight think I'll just do this tomorrow, right. and I'll go get my edge rusher, my offensive tackle, whatever. You know, there's those were two positions. Chris Trapasso earlier with us said were pretty strong. Um. So that would uh, that would be for you like the best case scenario for them to do that and then figure out defense and yeah, filling other and, holes and, other and, times and, and yeah and, and if it ends up being that guy, great. Um, if it ends up being like if they have access to the fourth wide receiver off the board, you know, even better. You know, if if five or six guys go ahead of them, but this Thomas Junior is still there, great. I, I think it'd be really nice for them to have you know, a choice uh, and not be left with only, like, one guy that they like, maybe, you know? Because, you know, their board and what the consensus is, you know, are, can often be two different things. Uh, but it, if if you tell me we're going into into the draft night and it looks like the Bills will be able to get their hands on wide receiver four, I'm, I'm picking wide receiver four mm-hmm. all day long. I might even go as far as six or seven myself. And who knows? They might like who is perceived as wide receiver six or seven better than wide receiver four. Who knows? Um, but I, I, I think I like talking to Chris today again. One man's opinion. Like we're pointing that out every time we talk about somebody's rankings. It's just one ranking. Um, but 
when we when you you asked him, um, you know, here's Field Yates. He's got four first round receivers. We've seen, we were looking at a ranking yesterday that had how many eight maybe. Um, mm-hmm. What's more realistic? And he said four. And, and I think that's obviously good for the Bills. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to uh, share your thoughts on what you think will happen or should happen here, I think that you know just what do I know? But that difference is everything. You have three that are almost definitely going to be gone early, starting with Marvin Harrison Jr., who might go fourth. If it's quarterback one, two, three, he's he's long been expected to be the first non-quarterback picked in this draft. Then you have two others in Malik Neighbors and Romo Dunze, who people think are going to be like probably top ten. Yeah. Something could change, an injury or a you know an awful combine performance or something, maybe. Uh, that changes things, but it's been pretty consistently described that way yeah, so those far. Those guys are the goods. Yeah. In fact, Marvin Harrison Jr. is, uh, I'm seeing a lot of like, he's the top rated prospect in the draft. It's just the quarterbacks. He can't throw. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Stupid. You Which, by the way, throw. do we know that? <laughs> I don't know. Jawan Jennings looked pretty good out there. I, I don't know. So Harrison, forget it. And probably neighbors and Odunze, forget it. Without a big move in the draft. But then you have this next tier, if you will, with Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin, I think might be on that from Oregon, mm-hmm. and a couple other guys that I don't know if they if they sound right for the Bills. Uh, the two Texas receivers, we talked about them yesterday. Mitchell, who, by the way, Field Yates put to Kansas City at 32 in that same mock draft, and uh, Xavier Worthy who is pretty slight. I mean, that doesn't mean he can't make it. Devontae Smith was, you know, scrutinized that way, and he's pretty good. You know, but project labels, Keon Coleman, we went through, I don't know, like, it's obviously subjective, but it seems maybe Thomas and Franklin, could it could be said, are the difference between whether you do this in round one or not. If they're there, you're doing it. If not, you're waiting because the other guys are all kind of in a, you know, in another tier, maybe. Yep. Yep. That, I mean, that could be right, and that that you know might lead you to like who were the guys we talked about as far as like day two goes, right? Jalen Polk from Washington was one name that came up. Um, Jermaine Burton from Alabama, also was at Georgia early in his college career, and Javon Baker. Although Baker might be more of a third round guy. But anyway, those are those are three names that came up, and Baker was the one we were waiting for Chris to get to, and he he's like, I gotta say this, this is this kind of like I, maybe I know. his guy. Um, I know I did not see that coming, but it was funny. I knew I was waiting for him to say it, not not only because we had talked about him yesterday, but I'd seen him tweet about him. Okay, maybe when he was co-hosting One Bills Live last week, um, he he may have at some point put a tweet out like this. This is a you know. A perfect wide receiver idea for the Bills. Is whoever this player is, even if it's in round two, a week one starter? I think so. Then we're back to trying to figure out what a good season is. (laughs) You know? Like, Zay Flowers, who you you wanted last year, Mm -hmm. that was a good season? Would it have to be said that he had a good rookie season, Zay Flowers? 70, I think so. 77 catches, 858 and 5. Yeah, that's a good rookie season. It's got to be, right? Like for a yes. rookie, maybe even great. Yeah. 
What about Addison? Same thing. He might have had bigger numbers. He had more touchdowns. Jordan Addison, I think, might have had 10 touchdowns Wow, for Minnesota. Jefferson missed time. It was 10. 70 catches, so a few less. 911 yards and 10 scores. Great. Yeah, I think those are both great seasons. Smith and Jigba did not have a great season, but it wasn't terrible like Quinton Johnston's. Johnston's season was terrible. Smith and Jigba, 63, 628, and 4. He was the first of these rookies last year to go. And Johnston was just, it was really bad. 38, 431, and 2. And they had Justin Herbert on the field uh, for most of it, but they lost They lost Mike Williams early. They, they lost guys. Like the opening was there for Johnston, and you just had like horrible drops and yep. really low impact on the offense. So. But for you know, overall, the other, the first two guys you would totally take from a Bills rookie, and um, and Smith and Jigba, I'd say you guys. could still have reason to be hopeful. Like it, it, it wasn't Johnston's season; it wasn't the other two. But it's you know okay, and there's you know there's he was put into a role, um, but there's two guys that kind of you know are established there in Seattle in Lockett and DK Metcalf. So you know maybe it'll just take him a little longer to to get the numbers. I think, you know, as, as obvious, as relatively obvious as filling that Davis hole seems that will happen, the most interesting aspect of all this maybe is still tight end. Not in the draft. That would be a shocker. <laughs> yes. I uh, agree. This year. Yeah. But just what does it look like if Shakir is on the field, is... Kincaid on the field all the time is Knox out. He's that's that's dead money. If you wanted to make that move, like that's that's not just a snap of the fingers to yeah. to move Knox. Um, I'm not expecting that they do that. No, me either. I'm sooner expecting them to kick his can down the road, like re- redo and lower his cap number. They can save a few million doing that, and that you know, I don't. Maybe that'll be a tell about what their long range plan is. Because if they do ever get back to, right, like Kincaid is brought in here and it's we're going to use 12 and, you know, sort of reinvent ourselves. Um, Maybe Shakir's emergence, maybe this hinges on them successfully filling this other wide receiver slot. Um, But if if you're using 11 because Shakir, you want Shakir on the field, um, then Kincaid, if you only got one tight end on the field, Kincaid's got to be the guy. I mean, they can they can they can do somewhat of a timeshare, but Kincaid, I, I I need that to get even better than it was, and it was great as a rookie, but I need more. And I think if I want to pass the ball and be a, be a passing team, that's my guy. And Knox, to me, I don't know that contract's just looking worse by the day. It was great as a rookie. Not to, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I guess I'm asking this since you said that. Uh, for like historically, what you get from a tight end and what he was able to produce. I mean, he was relevant. Seventy-three catches, not far from Zay Flowers or Addison. I mean, without the the touchdowns, seventy-three, six, seventy-three, and two. I just think it's like it always has been since they picked him, and now you have Shakir. Shakir's the one receiver. That came out of 2023 looking good. Mm-hmm. Diggs doesn't. The other guys were just one or two catches a game, like just not dependable, reliable, consistent players. 
He And Davis, we think, is leaving. Not that he came out looking good at either. He ended up hurt. But Shakir's the one receiver that came out of last year looking good. And, okay, how much does he play? We're convinced now that he's not going to play out wide, right? He's like, he's the slot guy. I, I think I think so. I mean, there might be a little room there because the book on him coming out was he could do it all, but he really he looked very comfortable. I think, and I think Allen looked comfortable with him in the slot, and not big enough. You know, really, they they still need yep. somebody. I mean, Kincaid is still a tight end though. It's just really tricky how to make that work. I don't think Shak- for having said that about him, I don't think Shakir needs to sort of like a, a massive elevation in in targets or anything like that you know he he played a useful role but i i think they're going to want to run it like they did successfully down the stretch there's they even almost beat the chiefs that way uh i think that's going to be more of what the bills it's the trend in the league besides and so i'll have a rookie receiver but i don't want i don't think i want kincaid on the field all the time and not Knox if i'm that team Right, like Knox is the better fit for that offense, for as a blocker, and then I can have the slot receiver. I can I don't have to run a fullback, although San Francisco does that successfully for what that's worth. But then I have the slot receiver, and I'm using him, you know, here and there. Just ha- I have a different running back to go with Cook. Cook is still my number one, and I still I I end up in this, you know, situation where. Kincaid isn't quite the right fit, and I don't know. I've got a rookie, and then Shakir on the field. Hmm. I don't know really with the cap restrictions, really what the Bills can do to affect that. I mean, that's probably what they are, and it you know it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I think it's very likely that's what they are, and maybe, maybe Shakir and Kincaid end up more of a like some of some of each guys time is a timeshare in the slot because that that what you know that was Kincaid coming out was he's our he's going to be our slot receiver that is how we're going to utilize the 12 personnel he won't be an inline tight end and we'll see how much he can advance and how much they trust him to be more of you know in the in the in the role like you, you're just talking about for Knox like can Kincaid do they want him to put on five to ten pounds of muscle uh, in the off season, so he can be a more reliable blocker, but not lose the athleticism. Like maybe that's in the window for him, um, and he certainly can do the work to you know hone his blocking uh, and become more of a more of a Knox replacement eventually. And we'll see if we get there, but maybe there's still a timeshare in the slot, like we talked about all last summer before the season even began. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to join us and talk about this with us. WBEN News Radio 930 continuing coverage of the tragedy today in Kansas City, the shooting near the end of the parade, at least one fatality and a dozen or so others injured. A horrific scene there today. Check out WBEN for the very latest from Kansas City. Lines are open to talk draft and bills and more with us. Sabres too. Maybe have a thought on some of Kevin Adams' comments with us about 24 hours ago. We'll get back to that as well before we're done. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 